it's so important to not just show up, but focus on how do I show up a little bit better next time. What is the one thing that if you got really good at it, the rest of your life would be far more fulfilling? Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary, And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,221. One big reason you're procrastinating today for episode number 1,222 is showing up really 90% of success. There was a meme going around the internet, Alan, that was Joe Rogan, the the individual who got me into podcasting. And Joe it was Rogues. taken Joe Rogues. It was taken from his podcast and it was kind of this inspirational, motivational meme. And in it, he pretty much said that success is 90% showing up. And that was kind of I don't know if there was like a, a longer version of that, but that's what I heard more often than not. And I went on a podcast the other day. And they said, you at this point, you have 1,200 episodes and you've been on whatever, four or five, however, hundreds of other podcasts. How important are the reps? And I said, that's a, that's a great question because now I understand at a deeper level and I can give a better answer, hopefully. I usually, before, I mean, I don't know, within the last year, I kind of have this new awareness. I would say what Joe Rogan said. I would say the reps, I mean, showing up is 90% of the battle. If you, if you don't show up, you can't win. And I agree with that 100%. But this is what I said to the host. I said the reps are only as important as the prep before and the reflection after. I've been on shows that have more episodes than us and they're not as good. And I don't mean that intrinsically. Intrinsically, they're good human beings. Their ability to communicate just wasn't as good. Their technology wasn't as good. Their presentation wasn't as good. Their audience understanding wasn't as good. Because I'm sure they're not practicing deliberately like we are. And I'm sure you can talk more of the science of deliberate practice when it comes to, to mastery, but that, I really want people to understand that, I don't know, it's so important to not just show up, but focus on how do I show up a little bit better next time. The reps are obviously necessary, but the improvement associated with them is also a requirement, and I think a lot of people forget that. I mean, you and I have been on the phone with coaches who have done a thousand calls and it's like, it's not good. Why are we, am I just more quote unquote talented? No, I don't think so. Are we more intentional? I would argue yes. And if you're out there, it's really, and this is kind of the thought, I want you to have empowerment around what you're doing. Just because somebody has been doing something longer than you does not mean they have been doing it better than you. And that's a, just a completely different talk and that's a, a different conversation but deliberate practice saying okay alan and i we're going to prep for this episode this is what we're talking about this is what we want the takeaway to be this is our intention all right cool we do the episode and then after we're going to reflect and say what what do you think went well 
Oh, I think this this went really well. What didn't go well? Ah, that kind of sucked. All right, let's avoid that next time. That is drastically different than us just hopping on here saying, all right, let's get this over with and then going through it. So yeah, I want to talk about the importance of deliberate practice and the fact that, yes, showing showing up is necessary. It's a requirement. I don't think it's 90% of getting really good at something. I think it's 100% of an opportunity, but if you're not focused and intentional with the improvement for every rep, it doesn't really matter as much as I think people think. Intentionality, I think, implies the the premeditated, the predetermined desire to improve something. So deliberate practice is essentially intentional practice, practicing for a purpose. I was on the phone recently with someone very close to me. I'll keep it anonymous. And this person was like a rock star in high school at football and also at track. But he said that he used to play with some some people in college when he went to college and he played college ball. He said, first of all, someone of my size had to work way harder to play college ball. We actually broke down the stats. Here's how many people play in high school. Here's how many people get to college. Here's how many people play in D3. Here's how many people play in D2. Here's how many people play in D1. If you want to get to college ball, you're going to have to work way harder because here's the percentage of people who are your size who actually end up a running back in college. And the, I mean, it was just like basically no one. <laughs> basically, like you're going to have to work hard for the rest of your life, the, every single day, not the rest of your life, every single day until college in order to even have a shot. And so he did. And he had to be way more deliberate. He had to be way more intentional. He had to track his calories. He had to eat more. He was doing mass gainer shakes. He had to work way harder, X, Y, Z. He was telling me about one of his friends back in high school. Uh, and Kev, you can think of some some uh, people who were naturally very, very athletic, okay? So there's a difference between talent and then skill. Skill is something that you can develop with deliberate practice. That's what Kevin's talking about here. Talent is just innate ability, quantum abilities is what you could call it, something that you're just genetically gifted. You're gifted. And what happens when you have someone who's gifted who also practices deliberately? That's like a Kobe Bryant type of thing, RIP. So anyways, uh, I was talking to this person behind the scenes and I was like, who's that person that you used to play with that like if he worked as hard as you did, it, he would have been in the NFL. He's like, oh, this guy, he won the hundred meter in the state, the state of Illinois, won the hundred meter without even really trying that hard, won the 200 and then he won the shot put. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what shot put is, it's it's that huge ball that you throw as far as possible it's like ridiculously difficult to do so very rarely does someone win the 100 meter 200 meter and the shot put usually it's one of those bigger bigger built guys rarely do you have that combo so this was just kind of a a freak of nature in the best sense and that's kind of my point here is this person i was talking to was not naturally gifted they were not naturally huge they were not naturally um built for football they had a dream to play football in college and they achieved that dream through deliberate practice. So for that other person, that other guy who won the shot put in 200 and 100 meter for the all state, which is a big deal, maybe showing up would have been 90% of it, mm. right? I mean, honestly, it probably would have been. <laughs> but for this other person, no way. So it totally depends on the goal 
And so if your goal is to play college basketball or play college football or, or be in the NFL one day or, or start a podcast or, or write a book or whatever, be an author, you name it, whatever goal, insert dream here. You got to really self-assess and go, am I naturally gifted at this? If not, that's okay. Doesn't mean it's not possible, but I'm going to have to really dial in my mastery. I'm going to have to really dial in my deliberate practice. I'm going to have to be way more intentional. So this person wanted to play college ball and one of his buddies wanted to play college ball. They both achieved their goal. This person had to be 10 times, probably a hundred times more intentional. The other person really did just have to show up. And these are real people, by the way, I'm, I'm not making the story up this. I just talked about this last weekend, this past weekend. And I've, I, I've seen that in bodybuilding too. Back when I was in my bodybuilding days, it took so much more intentionality for me to build size than, than a lot of the other guys that I worked out with and strength too. I am just naturally very weak. It sucks, but I'm really good at long distance running. So anyways, I digress here. I, I have a mastery formula that I use. I'm going to keep it very, very simple here. It is what Kevin already mentioned prep, which is the preparation rep, which is doing the actual thing reflect, which is review it. And then perfect, which is implement the change. So Kevin and I, we use ourselves as examples, but we want you thinking of yourself. The prep. Right before this episode, we talked about what's the title, what's the story, what's the takeaway, what's the lesson, and then what are we going to plug at the end? What are we going to invite our listeners to? That's the prep. Okay, then you have the rep, which is what we're doing literally right now. Then you have the reflect, which is Kevin and I listening to our own episodes at, oh, you know what? Honestly, that didn't land. Ooh, that was a good story. Ah, you know what? That plug was great. Ah, that plug wasn't so good. Ah, the intro and the mid-tro. Maybe the mid-tro is at the wrong time. Okay, the intro needs a little bit of work. Ah, the outro, actually, we should be talking about Next Level Nation or whatever. But the only reason why our podcast didn't stay the same over the last 1,222 episodes is because Kevin and I are preparing we're doing the actual episodes every single day or every week in this case, because we record on Mondays. Then we're reviewing the episodes maybe not every episode, but most of them. And then we're, uh, I can't authentically say that most of them. No, we've tried to review as much as possible. I think Kevin and I, in the last couple of weeks, we've reviewed like one or two each. Yeah. The last, least- the last few weeks have been rough before that though. I was doing 90% of the time. Yeah. I, I at one point was doing every day. I've, I've since not been able to do that, but we're going to get back on it. And that's the reflect part. And then the perfect part, I don't like that it's perfect prep, rep, reflect, perfect. Sounds cool. What it really means is, okay, what needs to improve? Are you actually implementing? And if you do that formula in whatever it is that you do in Kevin and I, in this craft, the craft of podcasting, and I'll just be honest with everyone. I have another podcast called the conscious couples podcast. We're 49 episodes in, and it's a great show. Very, very valuable show for anyone who wants to have a better intimate relationship. Extremely valuable. But when I listen to that show, I know it's not as good as this one. It's not. Why? Because Kevin and I have done this 1,222 times, and we've done this formula more than Emilia and I. And Emilia and I are only on episode 49. That show should not be as good as this show. If it was, that would be a huge concern and I'd be talking to Kevin about it, (laughs) right? It's like, what what do we need to start doing, right? So at the end of the day, the reps matter. The reps matter, but I think the reps are 25% of the game. I think 25% is prep, prepare, 
25% is do the rep, 25% is reflect, and then 25% is actually implement the positive change to make it better. It's almost like we get four times, I don't want to say the practice, but in a way, it's like if you're prepping, you're already kind of in it. Yeah, we might not be on the microphones talking to the audience, but we're already in it. We're already we're already during the episode. The episode's already started, right? It's already there. We're talking about it. We're conceptualizing what we're going to do. When we're on the mics, obviously we're on the mics. When we reflect, we're back in it. It's like, okay, what could have done better if we're listening to the podcast? And then when we perfect, we're actually prepping again for the next episode. It's almost like you get four times the effort if you do it that way. I wanted to... Uh, four times the result. What are, yeah, yeah. Yeah, four times the result with the same, I mean, not really the same effort because there's more effort that goes into it. But I think that's where a lot of people are missing the mark is if I do something for a long period of time, I'll be really good at it. Sure, I can agree with that. If you do something for a long period of time, you'll be way better than you are now. If you do something for a long period of time and you do it more deliberately, you'll be way better. So can you, I think it was in Blink, the 10,000 hour rule is not actually the 10,000 hour rule. Can you go just into that so people... Yeah. So just because deliberate practice, I don't know if everybody knows exactly what that, I mean, it's what we're talking about, but I just want to make sure we put the, the science out there. Hey guys, my name is Gabby and I just wanted to share a little bit about my experience of Next Level Live in 2022. Um, I've been to a lot of live events before and there's nothing quite like this group of people in this community that these guys have cultivated. The intimate feeling that you get in the group. Yes, there's a lot of people, but there's not so many people that it's overwhelming. I actually attended this event completely by myself last year, but I also felt right at home when I got into the room. If you've been following these guys on the podcast and you do their monthly meetups and things like that, I have to say there is nothing quite like actually getting in the room and being surrounded by the energy that these guys bring to the table. So if you are on the fence about attending Next Level Live 2023, I highly encourage you to do so. You are going to get so much out of the experience and you are going to be so, so grateful that you did. So it wasn't in Blink. It was in a Malcolm Gladwell book. Mm. I think it was in Outliers, but don't quote me on that. But what I do know is there's several other books that have have essentially talked about how it's not necessarily required. 10,000 hours is not like some magic number of like you're not good until you hit the 10,000 hours. It was actually, so there's a book called Peak. I forget the authors, but they talk about the actual study that was done about violinists. And I'll try to give the highest level here. Do you need to invest 10,000 hours into something before you're a master at it? No. Do you, are you going to become a master in one year at anything? Absolutely not. So there's, there's this idea. So for me, there's a reason why I talk about 3,700 coaching calls. There, there's a reason I track it because that's 3,700 hours where I prepared for the call. I did the call. I reflected on the call and I hopefully implemented something different to be a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And Kevin has said behind the scenes when I've coached people with him in group coaching and this kind of thing, like you're a better coach than me. Mm. It's not because I'm naturally more gifted at coaching. I think maybe there's a tiny component of that, but it's because I've spent more hours perfecting my craft at helping people achieve their dreams. And honestly, no BS. I actually think you're a stronger podcaster than I am, I appreciate which that. is, of course, which is interesting for me to say because I think in the beginning, I didn't necessarily think that. Now I'm more aware of how effective you are at communicating because now I'm more aware of how little of what I say lands. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm a better coach. I think Kevin's a better podcaster. And that's, by the way, why he's leading into podcasting and I'm leading more into coaching. 
we both do both, but that's not where we're going to design our life around, design our business around it. But for, for everyone out there, no, you don't need 10,000 hours playing tennis to be a decent tennis player. What you do need is deliberate practice enough to where you get better and better and better and better. And no, you're not going to beat Serena Williams at tennis in a couple years, but you might not need 10,000 hours if you are naturally gifted, mm-hmm. honestly. And that's the thing. It's very difficult to tell someone what they're capable of because you you kind of have a lot of factors that are way outside of natural talent. Um, yeah. and, and this is one of my biggest challenges, quite frankly, just being vulnerable here. It's very hard for me to know what someone is capable of achieving. Because I have some clients that say they want to be billionaires one day. And I have some clients who say they want to be millionaires. And I have some clients who say they want to change the world. And I have some clients who say they, they really want to, you know, hit their goals this quarter of losing a couple pounds and being a little bit uh, more successful financially. And it's kind of difficult to tell the people that want to be billionaires that honestly, that's probably not going to happen because it's possible. It's just not probable, especially not based on the lifestyle you actually want, because it is going to take 10,000 hours. You want to be a billionaire? It's going to take 10,000 hours or a lot of luck. Um, and so that's kind of the, the frame here. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. And the the other thing, the last thing I'll add is one of the questions I get asked all the time is why is consistency so important? And it's one of the questions that's in my bio. They make you put questions in there. Some people use them, some people don't. But it's interesting because I'm always learning more. I mean, yeah, there's a million reasons, but this is this is kind of like a subset of a reason because the more consistently you do something, the more you can focus on improving as you do it. And you can reflect more and you can perfect more and you can prep more. It's not just the act of doing it. It's the act of like, what is the preparation? If you, if I think of it, like I think Tara and I were going to go see, there was a Cirque du Soleil coming to, I don't know if it was in New Hampshire or Boston or whatever. And we were thinking about going and seeing it. And it's one of those interesting things where that's like a live performance where there is zero room for mistake. So I don't know. Do you know what Cirque du Soleil is? Not really, but I have seen plays and stuff where I've been it's like, oh my like, God. Yeah, it's like, it's very acrobatic. They do like a bunch of acrobatic stuff and it's this really cool thing on a stage and there's music and lights and all this. The thing that's and, interesting though is you wouldn't notice if they did make a mistake because that's they're true. so good that it's, I went well, they and saw, also, sorry to They prep for the, that. They prep for the mistakes too. That's 100%. Thing, right? And how quickly they can pivot. I mean, we make yeah. mistakes on this this podcast all the time that you yeah. and I are aware of, but no one else would know. And I, I don't mean to take the stage, but real quick, I, I went to see Lion King on Broadway, and I remember thinking, like, "Whoa, mm. like you, this is amazing, this is unbelievable, like everything is like perfect, you know." But for them, I bet you that was like, ah, honestly, there was quite a few mistakes there. That's you know, true. I'm sure some people were getting fired and all kinds of stuff. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, but at the end of the day, would you even recognize if someone tripped up on their dance move because you're not a dancer, right? You yeah, don't that's know. True. Um, and that's why we have usually professional dancers being the judges at these competitions because they can tell, oh, yeah, like you and I, when we go on podcasts, it's definitely clear. Mm. It really is. Honestly, even with Emilia, it's hard for me sometimes to not notice how how ineffective she can be at communicating in comparison to me. Not because I'm in, inherently better, but just because I'm ahead in the journey. Yeah. You know, if you're a professional speaker, you're going to notice when someone's not. But other people might think, ah, great speech, you know? 
So, anyways, I didn't mean to take. What no, was no, your Cirque du Soleil thing? <laughs> I was just <laughs> saying that even even if we use uh, Blue Man Group, I love talking about Blue Man Group because Taryn took me however many months ago. One of the things that they do is they literally have this marshmallow throwing thing where they stand like across the not even the stage, the entire interior of the place, and they throw marshmallows and they catch them in their mouth. And they do it with like seven or eight in a row, which is just wild. But how many times have they practiced that? With the, with the understanding of, uh, you know what, underhand doesn't work so well. Overhand works really well. Overhand this way works really well. This is the right distance. It's, that's the interesting thing is it's the consistency of doing something is only as valuable as how focused you are on improvement. You'll get good at something if you do it consistently, for sure, but not as good as you could be. You ever seen uh, Harlem Globetrotters? Of course. Brother, I think about this all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen them at half court kneeling? Yeah. That? Uh, how? Every Reps. time? I've never seen a miss. <laughs> I know. Isn't that wild? But it it's is. like that was just a regular basketball player at one point who like was learning how to do a layup yeah and and now they're it's just wild what some dude i think human potential is one of my favorite things in the world i just, just for love those that. for those out there the harlem globetrotters you might not know it's they're kind of like a trick basketball team they do a bunch of trick shots and they have these i would say more performances than games but they're they do some really really cool stuff I remember thinking to myself, like, why aren't some of you in the NBA? <laughs> you know? yeah, but at the same time, that's a different game. So yeah. maybe they're, you know, you're not going to be able to do that from the half court reverse shot when someone's defending you, right? Yeah. Who's seven feet tall. So <laughs> um, it's just interesting. I, I love human performance, man. Every time we talk about mastery, I'm just all in. So that's what this is. It's deliberate practice. It's intentional practice. It's, I think getting good at stuff is, is the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I again, love it. You don't have to, and I don't want it to be this, you don't have to take it to the level that we have where it's, yeah, this is 20 minute right now, it's a 22 minute episode, but we prepped before, we'll prep after, I'm going to listen back to the entire thing and then I'm going to try to get a little bit better. That's the way it works for us and again, we're trying to be the best humanly possible when it comes to this. My question for you, a good opportunity for action, what is one thing you could do to be more intentional with something you're practicing? And just something that simple. Something that simple and, and see what comes of it and then see how you can double down and triple down on that. And and the very last thing I would say is this. What is the one thing that if you got really good at it, the rest of your life would be far more fulfilling? For me, I've identified my one thing as effective communication and I rate myself every single Saturday on this or Sunday. And it's the 25 impact points of effective communication, tonality, uh, word choice, energy levels, volume. I'm I'm very conscious of the references that I use, relatable stories, example. Like, and so for me, it's effective communication. Whether it's writing, speaking, podcasting, coaching, consulting, it's all that. For you, what's the one skill that if you developed it, the rest of your life would really win at a greater level and you'd be more fulfilled? I think that's a really important understanding to have. And maybe it doesn't come to you right now, but I do think searching for that thing is really important for everybody. 
Next Level Nation, if you listen to us, one of the reasons you listen to us, and you might not even know this, is because you feel like you belong here. And that is amazing because that's exactly what we want to create. We also have a private Facebook group where you will belong. One of the struggles for many of us is posting on social media because we're afraid what people think. We don't want them to know our, our bidness. Please join our private Facebook group, Next Level Nation. You're safe. Link is in the show notes. And as you know, we're very consistent, so we post in there. Whether it's me, whether it's Alan, whether it's Amy, whether it's Jenna, whether it's the other Amy, whether it's Jerry, and somebody's posting in there every day, so there will always be content for you there. Bidness. Bidness. <laughs> uh, so we have an event coming up, live event. If you listen to this, this is the best way to explain it. If you listen to this show consistently, you are into self-improvement, obviously. Otherwise, you'd have turned us off a long time ago. <laughs> If you come to this event, only 50 seats available. We did this in 2022. It was magnificent. It's essentially 50 other listeners, 49 other listeners with you. It's an experience all about self-improvement. It's a half a day. I hope that you join us. If you listen to this podcast, that's like listening to your favorite song on Spotify. This event will be like going to the actual concert. We can promise you leave that room with bigger goals, more clarity, and you'll definitely learn something about yourself. So we hope that you join us. And at the very least, we like want to meet you. Last time we had a photo booth and we got pictures with listeners and the team members and you're going to meet the whole team, not the whole team, but the team that's there, which is a good portion of it. So we hope you come. The link will be in the show notes. It's on the website. It's $97. It's very cheap. And we hope to uh, see you there. And this is a very, very, very nice hotel as well. So the venue's amazing. Um, and we can't wait. Very fancy. It's a very fancy venue. Bidness. Bidness. Next Level Nation, <laughs> tomorrow for episode number 1,223, One Way That Success Can Sabotage You. I promise it's not as negative as it sounds. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We'll talk to you. <laughs> we'll talk to you all tomorrow. And we will see you at the next level. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>